Hey everyone, I'm Zach. And I'm Tim. And this is Mental Break, where two average guys get together to talk about how we take time to rest, recharge, and give ourselves a break so we can face the next day. It's been a rough few years, and we want you to know, wherever you are and whoever you are, that you, yes you, are worthy of love and care. This is our personal journey in self-care. Please be aware we aren't mental health professionals and will never claim to have all the answers. Our goal is to share our experience and help you find your mental break. If you are currently experiencing a mental health crisis, we encourage you to reach out to a crisis line. In the U.S. and Canada, you can text HOME to 741-741 or call 1-800-662-HELP. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. How do you unwind from the stress of the day? Call us day or night, 24-7 at 213-375-4795 and leave us a message. Now, sit back, get comfy, and let's take a mental break. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Mental Break. I am one half of the host, Zach. And I'm Tim. And today we're going to be talking about uh, home improvements and just like hard work and how that can mentally be good for you yeah, or so, be a strain. So, yes, this is more your your zone. Yes. Like, I don't like home improvement. But what I will say is that your home is your castle. Your home is where you go to retreat for a mental break. Yep. And if your home isn't in the way that you want it, you're not going to relax and recharge very well so correct doing what you need to do to make it that way in my opinion is a necessary evil to do the work and the (laughs) 15 trips to home depot yeah to get the parts you didn't know you needed yeah but for you you actually enjoy the process and the actual process of home improvement is a mental break for you exactly but before we get any further um tim why don't you tell them what mental break is and how we came up with this topic for a or this idea of a podcast sure um last couple years have been um pretty crazy for both of our lives and probably most people's lives with the great global event and um it became more and more important for us to find ways to relax and recharge and we're just here sharing a couple of ways that we've found um for us that help us to get that mental break to pause relax and recharge we hope some of these will resonate with you like for example this one is not so much what works for me but it works for zach so you know take what is useful to you and we would love to hear back from you um what helps you relax and recharge and get a mental break Awesome. So we like to start our show with recharge highlights, which is where we talk about what we've been doing in the past month, because usually we do a month in between episodes. So I'm going to start off with, I bought a new 3D printer and started like potentially a little business on the side for 3D printing, like miniature figurines for D&D and games like that, tabletop role-playing games. So is this a different type of printer than the one you currently have? Yeah. So we had, I had a PLA printer, which is just like kind of what you would traditionally think of as a printer. It comes on a big spool with like plastic that melts down and then it builds up. Mm-hmm. We bought a resin printer, which comes in liquid form and it builds from the top to the bottom or I mean from the bottom to the top. Sorry. So it kind of prints in the same way, but it's a vertical. So it's, I don't know. It's like the, the bottom of the item is up in the air. Mm. And then it builds. Instead of being on a platform, how is it held? It's, 
held by a platform that it prints onto the platform with like what they call a raft, which is basically like a support underneath it. And then uh, above, well, below that, because that's hanging up in the air suspended, is going to be like the base of your figure. And then it's going to start at like, let's say you're doing human. It's going to be like the feet and the knees and the waist. So you're printing figures and um, like elements for a, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign or other role playing games, yeah. things like walls and trees and yeah. So I Creatures. know this, but um, I think it's you should give a little plug for your um, other. Well, what we're going to be calling it is going to be Catacomb Shop. It's available on Instagram. It has a Twitter, but it's kind of it's more of an Instagram. You know, we're going to have thing. to have an ad for this at some point, right? Someday we'll get to an ad. Yes, but uh, what's so your favorite thing you've printed so far for the? Thing or for like my own personal pleasure? No, let's say for the, for the thing. Um, probably the elk mm. because it's really like intricate and it's so thin on the horns at some places that each one of them is genuinely unique because mm-hmm. it some part will break off when you're taking the supports off. That's cool. So each elk is completely different, other than saying like a wolf, which I think the wolves look probably the coolest, but they all look basically identical until you paint them mm-hmm. and that's where you get the characteristics of the wolf is during the painting process but the elk kind of just come like uniquely their own so mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's been a lot of fun and frustrating trying to figure out how to maximize your output of product to try to get up a base to start generally selling online um begin i've been doing a lot of workouts uh, trying to still find my rhythm in that with my work schedule and my work schedule is offering really high incentives right now to work extra days off. Mm. So trying to weigh working out versus getting extra cash flow because of the next thing is we have a three car garage poured at our house, but nothing's ever been built. And so tomorrow a builder is coming to help us design building that. So I'm trying to get extra cash flow to pay for that. How topical, home improvement. Yeah, exactly. Except for that home improvement, I probably won't have as much a hand in. Knowing you, you will somehow. Yeah, we'll see. I might just have to work to get it to pay for people to do the thing, to get the thing. But I'm not sure. That's my way. Yeah. But that that might have to be my way because this one has to be up to county codes Mm -hmm. and ordinances. And I was talking to the builder that I think we're going to go through the well, the foreman that we're going to go through. Um, and he was, he's our family friend, and he was very eye-opening and like, hey, I realize, like, insulation costs a lot of money, and it takes a lot of time to do. He's like, but I will tell you right now that the price that you're going to pay for insulation is what I'm going to charge you to do the insulation and install it. He's like, so when you start thinking of jobs like this, it's not so much of, how you can save money by doing things, it's how you can save money by allowing us to push it back a little bit or move over here and use this instead of that or things like that. Um, so we'll see. I still told them that I want to do my own electrical outlets and stuff like that, which will save me a couple hundred bucks. But in the long grand scheme, I think a couple hundred bucks probably in the overall isn't really. And like you said, you could be working a shift during that time that you were making more than a couple hundred bucks. So, you know, um, it's kind of one of those gives and takes. I do enjoy doing it, but financially it just doesn't make sense. Um, I've been playing some video games, basically the same ones. 
there's a weird bug on the WWE 2K22 now where, like, if you're going through, like, the My GM mode, mm-hmm. which is the one that I've been having the most fun with because I've pretty much beat the storyline of it, and it's kind of just, like, ran its course. Um, but the GM mode's kind of fun because you're you're in control of the wrestlers and putting on the show and getting graded for it. But there comes a point in the story where there's a bug and it's not always consistent that it crashes the game. And then when you load back into it, it crashes the game again. You can't progress any further. Um, So actually at the time of recording, they're downloading an update right now and hopefully, fingers crossed, that I'll fix it. But I'm not holding my breath. Um, And then I did some other home uh, repairs on the house that have been needed since we moved in. But we'll talk about that later on in the show. So that kind of wraps up what I've been up to. Tim, what have you been up to? Um, I know you've been out of this world, so. Yeah, I went to, uh, every year there's a festival in McMinnville, a town relatively close to us, and then the next state over. Um, so McMinnville is the site of one of the most famous UFO sightings. It was actually a couple of months before Roswell. A hmm. farmer and his wife saw a disc flying above their farm. I didn't know Not this. unlike yours, um, for like half an hour. And they actually got some decent photos of it. Huh. Um, so it's a fairly famous case. I don't remember the name of the farmer right now. But anyway, McMinnville. Farmer Joe. Sure, we'll call him Farmer Joe. Every year, McMinnville, um, and specifically the McMenamins in McMinnville, has hosts a festival. Now, I have to work Saturday, so I miss the big day. Saturday's the day where they have the parade and everyone dresses up like aliens. Huh. And someday I hope to catch that because it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But we were there for Friday. And what was cool about Friday was there's a local paranormal show podcast. He also does a radio show. He does YouTube podcasts and he broadcasts it. Do you remember what his name is? I could look it up. Okay. Um, but he, what he did was he sat down with all of the speakers for all weekend mm-hmm. um, and and talked with them for half an hour. So in a way, we kind of got... You kind of got the Saturday experience? Well, you got the whole, whole, whole weekend experience because we got yeah. to see every single speaker. Like one of them was fairly famous... Um, he wrote the book Communion about his abduction experience, and he was a funny old guy. Hmm. Um, and then there was a couple, there was a doctor who also talked about abductions that she didn't personally have, but her aunt and uncle did. Um, there was a reporter from Politico. He was hmm. very different from the other ones. He was a skeptic. But what he was talking about is right now in Congress, they're actually setting aside money to look into UFOs because the Air Force has more or less... Um, Said they're real. We don't know what they are. They're not saying they're little green men. Yeah, but they're saying there's shit flying around that we don't know what it is. Yeah, and that's a national security, obviously. Yeah. At the very least, a national security concern. So Congress is having like these things about like how much money we're going to spend, how we're going to investigate it, who's going to do it. Very like boring bureaucratic stuff, but it's just weird to see UFOs acknowledged by the government. Yeah. So he was talking about covering that. Too bad that lead singer at Blink-182 wasn't there. Well, you heard bad. about him, right? No. Uh, he's a huge UFO, like, conspiracy theorist person, like, to the point where he spent, like, a lot of his earnings on some video footage mm-hmm. that once he, like, put it in, like, a music video of theirs, the, like, government came and told them they couldn't use that video anymore. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's kind They're of like, affirming. Yeah. So. so I don't remember the name of the um, podcast host, but his show is called Parabnormal. Huh. So Paranormal with a B in it, Parabnormal. Okay. Um. So that was fun, and we walked around. A lot of the shops had like displays of aliens in the in the windows. It was, yeah, it was cool. That's cool. They had, were putting up the tent for the. They have a concert on the Friday night. We didn't stay for it, but we got to see it get the tent put up. And 
there were people around with like little antennas on and nice it was just fun yeah um it's a cool thing i didn't know that there was anything like that so locally and i had never heard of that case before so. i'd heard of it it just worked out that um we had the friday and we we like to go to on our, our fridays our day off together me and my wife and we like to go to a town that we haven't really yeah explored or done anything. we're gonna have to go back to ones we have like probably a couple of our favorites are McMinnville. Um, we like Centralia a lot. Astoria is amazing. Yeah, Astoria is a lot of fun. Um, I go back to Astoria over and over. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we picked up a meal, had fun. Nice. Had some drinks. We, there was a pop-up um, sci-fi movie, um, like, what do you call it, festival? Mm-hmm. Like, just, like... About the, aliens? There were aliens in some of them. It was just, like, all across the world, like, people submitted short films, and they put them together. That's cool. And it was hosted by an actual video rental store that apparently Vicanville still has. Damn. So that was kind of neat. Blockbuster? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was. Yeah. I think actually Hollywood was in the name. Huh. But. It wasn't Hollywood video. No, there's like real, like real with two E's. Mm -hmm. Real Hollywood video, maybe. Okay. But yeah, obviously not the block. There is a blockbuster still in Bend. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, it's still going. Mm hmm. The last one in in America. Yeah. But that was fun. Um, Just sat down. Some of them were honestly really terrible yeah the best part was the very last one we watched though because actually the family that filmed it was sitting across from us oh wow like you're like hey that that's the guy in the film <laughs> hey 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 look over there it was sweet. cute too it was like this baby like was wandering around in the spaceship um size of like a cereal box is like following him little aliens come out and he's like swatting at him oh that's cool it was cool um so that was a good time um i also been playing video games um i'm not gonna go through all of them Probably the one I've been playing the most because I want to finish it up is the open world game uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Probably mispronouncing that. Yeah, you never finish open world games. That's yeah, not true. In the Very pandem- rarely. In the pandemic, I finished several, true, including one that was 160 hours. That's huge for me. Yeah, I finished um, Valhalla. Um, oh yeah, right. Um, but I have finished quite a few now. Um, if I don't, if I'm not into it, I'll drop it. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, I am in the third chapter, which is the last chapter. Okay. And. Um, how many hours is that? I haven't looked at my playtime. Okay. Um, I'm guessing it's in the 20s to 30s. That's not terrible. That's a good I, length for an open world game. Yeah, it might be more than that. It's really hard for me to say because, like you said, I put it down twice now yeah. to pick up and play other shorter games. Um, but it is beautiful. That's the one thing that's consistent. And I've actually I started at the PlayStation 4 version, upgraded to the PS5 version, and then there was another upgrade you could pay for on PS5 with frame rate or something I don't mm. i've got all of the upgrades nice um this new area has snow so it's cool seeing all the um things like the tall grass with like frost on them that's cool and the lighting that comes through like a snowy area they like it's they really, did the art really well it's really good effects i can't really talk about the game too much without because of minor spoilers i guess um my horse died and that sucked because he'd been with Damn. me like this whole game do and you so, get new horses whenever you want them but it's just like a random brown horse not my horse oh and like I felt like I bonded with this horse. Like after a mission, sometimes we just kind of chill out together. We'd have like naps together. Like he would lie down, and I would like lie down so my back was against him. And you could just let it. You can just do that in game. After a mission, you could just let it sit there for a long time, Mm. and you like shake yourself up, and the horse gets up. And Mm. I don't know. It's kind of like if you lost a pony, man. Yeah, that sucks. They shot him from behind too. Like those assholes, cowards. Um. So do you got a new horse now? It's just a random horse. I don't even have a name for it. My horse had a name. Um, The last mission I did was kind of interesting. There's like this 
the the structure of the mission is you you listen to a storyteller mm-hmm. and he tells you like a mythic like like a something from history that's a myth okay and but then you follow the clues in the myth so in this case i had to go find a meteor that had fallen from the sky and hit the mountaintop huh but this mountain's super cold and you don't have cold clothes so, so you had to get cold clothes no, I kept dying because I kept going the wrong direction up the mountain. Turns oh. out you have to go from fire. There's like people who've made little fireplaces and you light oh. them. But I was going the other direction. I was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I finally figured out the right direction. But then wolves started attacking you. Ah. You're like, I have to get to the next fire. Or I'm going to freeze. Yeah. That was frustrating. So then I, I get up to the top and, well, I'll just leave it at that. But now I have a flaming sword. Nice. And that's pretty sick. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can like. So it keeps you warm? Keeps me warm, but more importantly, I can scare the crap out of my enemies. Like That's true. Like, I'm the ghost of Shishima. Yeah. Like, there's a whole subplot about me and my uncle getting mad at me and disowning me because I'm not doing the way of the samurai. I'm being more like a ninja and killing people dishonorably. Yeah. Like, seeking a behind-them Assassin's Creed style. Yeah, yeah, So things that strike terror, like a flaming sword, are, like, not cool. Like, yeah. But they are cool. They're very cool. So I've been enjoying that. Um, the other thing I've been doing just this last week because i've i've been thinking about doing this for like two years and i finally did it i bought a scooter little razor scooter you, you put pushing all around town or what no it's electric oh okay i like the ones we were doing it in seattle yeah, yeah. It's actually very similar to those nice so um it's kind of fulfills the thing i was talking about in our last episode or was it two episodes ago taking hiking hike. yeah that was last episode that was last episode where you you know go around and explore mm-hmm. but you can cover so much more area yeah uh like i did in one hour would have probably taken me three hours on foot yeah i um, went around to the fort um, the waterfront officers row um, nice what's cool is i could throw it in the back of my Your car. trunk and unfold it and i'm already downtown so it's more convenient than a bike yeah the downside is compared to walking or biking is there's no physical exercise that is true there's a trade-off but um it's fun yeah uh, got a helmet. Um, How far does it go? Um, it's hard to say. Um, I I used half its charge and I was on it for about an hour. Okay, so you get about two ish hours. Yeah, maybe? I covered you know, and I was going about fifty miles per hour. So some math genius listening yeah. to us right now could figure out exactly how many yeah. miles that would be in, yeah. in one charge. Um, I do know that with my weight and its motor, it can't handle hills at all. Mm. Um. But I didn't buy like a super strong model or anything. I was yeah. going for price over. You just went for base model. Went for price over performance. There's yeah. definitely stronger things out there. Nice. But it's a cool little starter. Like when I got into drones, I definitely went through several dr- drones that were really disappointing. Yeah. And I will say at least in, I know there's better scooters out there, but this one isn't disappointing. It's still that's fun. good. Good. So that's what I've been doing to recharge. Sweet. We should probably uh, t- get into the main thrust of our episode. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, let's take a break real quick, and then we will. Sounds good. Well, if I'm going to hit that nail, Tim, I've got to get angry with it. Huh? <laughs> so I'm going to close my eyes and imagine it's Evander Holyfield. You going to hold that nail for me? Yeah, hold that nail. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. George, hold your own nail. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Lisa? Tim. <laughs> all right thanks for tuning back in after that little uh little break right there uh so this week's topic or this month's topic is home improvements 
So home improvements can be tedious. They can be filled with anxiety. They can be stressful and hard. Thank you for explaining my perspective. Yep. But on the flip side, it can also be extremely rewarding when you save thousands of dollars doing something and researching yourself and accumulating the tools needed mentally and physically uh, to get something done because more than likely in your time living at that house, there's going to be something else you're going to use those tools that you've gained either through purchasing or just the fundamentals of sitting down learning how to do it again. Um, or those tools will apply to another project that, again, will save you more time, more money, and that you can take pride in knowing that you did. So those are kind of the two different ways to look about home improvements. I've gone definitely through both of them. Uh, It's stressful trying to learn how to do something. YouTube is your friend. YouTube and the Internet is your friend. Um, Uncle Joe, if you have someone like that in your life. Exactly. I don't really. Yeah. Like, I guess I call you. Yeah, you, you call know? me. I'm Uncle like, Jim. I don't know. I'm Googling it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, reasons why I think I personally enjoy doing home improvements is because you're trying something that's outdated or broken inside the living structure of your house or on your property. Because even home improvements can expand out to the outside. They can be landscaping. It could be tree removals of, you know, something that could potentially harm or break or, you know, destroy your property or your house or another structure that's on there or a vehicle. Um, I think where I find the most pride in it is building something new that's usable. So, for instance, the barn that we're sitting in right now Mm -hmm. took many months and it was a piece of shit. When we bought it. It had actual shit, like rat shit in it. Yeah, like lots of rat shit. Um, but now it's a livable space with heating and cooling, new ele- a new electrical panel. It already had electrical, but new electrical panel. It's got surround sound system. It's got a TV. It's got the workout center. It's got the 3D printing center. It's got my tools in the back. It's got my gaming computer. Um, and it's got a little hangout place for my kid. So things like that, even though they can be stressful at times, that part I get, like, that's what I was talking about at the top of the show is, like, your home is your castle and creating yeah. a space where you want to hang out and be in. Right. That's totally, I just want to get to the goal. Yeah. And but, I think that there are some people like myself that it starts out stressful. It's an overwhelming job. But I, once you get into it. From my observation, though, you actually enjoy the process and the working and the doing. Like, Yeah. That is somehow relaxing to you, and I don't. It is. I don't get that part of it. It's once you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. then it's relaxing, and you can just kind of. I wouldn't say really take your time, but you can work at a steady pace, mm-hmm. and you can see the vision coming together, and that's like you can already start getting the gratification and the rewarding. So it's satisfying. Yeah, to see it come the together. satisfaction of seeing it come together and knowing that hey, this next board I put down, like these floors, like hey, next time we drop a piece of plywood. We got like one-eighth of my floors in. Like I can see that I need that as a stepping stone to get to the next board, put the next board in. Okay, now I got three-eighths of it done. Okay, now we got four-eighths, five-eighths. And then all of a sudden, you know, like middle of the afternoon, you have your whole entire subfloor down. And it's like now I can drop stuff on here. I can jump around. There's no squeaks. Like the floor's in. It's solid. doesn't bounce. It's good to go. 
I definitely understand the satisfaction of a project when it's finished. Yeah. I definitely get that. that I that find is this, something, yeah. That's something I've experienced, and I get that. I just get it all the way through, though. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> the middle is hard for me. Yeah. So uh, thank God for podcasts and earbuds. And I do that a lot. A lot of earbuds in podcast listening time while I'm doing home improvements. Um, this barn was done with some good friends from work, so it was a lot of beer and laughing and joking around the whole entire time. I am almost always working by myself yeah. when I do my home improvement projects, and there's a lot of swearing and trips to Home Depot. But there's also podcasts. So see, that's rewarding. Yes. You get podcast time. Um, so yeah, I think that some of the biggest rewards can be found throughout the whole entire process mm-hmm. and then overall seeing the end of it done. Um, we also want to talk about some easy ways to spruce things up through my home remodels that I've done. I've done two houses and then landscaping on a third one. And now I'm working on landscaping here. So what are some easy ways to spruce up? So say you buy an older house or you've been in your house for many years. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to do it is refresh your kitchen. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to spruce up a kitchen is by sanding down the cabinets and just repainting or restanding them a different color. Mm-hmm. Adding a new vinyl countertop to it or doing a concrete countertop can be easy. It can be done by yourself. You can do it all through going down the lows and buying the products to do it. But you can completely transform your kitchen in a matter of weeks, maybe two weeks, if you're working at it consistently every day. Um, You can add new hardware to your cupboards and counters so you give it a different style to update throughout the changes you've had. Um, You can also do the flooring in the kitchen. It's not too difficult to do flooring nowadays. There's a lot of tutorials online. You can buy little squares that all you have to do is they're like, I think they come in like 12 by 12 squares. And all you have to do is do it, and then when you get to an edge, use a knife to cut the edge off of it to fit it in there perfectly, a little bit of glue, call it good. That's the easiest one to do. Mm-hmm. The easiest. I'll break on my wife. She did that. Yeah, she did. Um, she did all the almost everything you described there except the flooring. I would say this is probably in the same I bracket. I did the sink. You did I, do the I, sink. I put in the sink. You did. I will say this is probably in the same bracket other than the fact it doesn't really change the room or the mood of the place i think it can change the mood of the place yeah, because the, of the next colors. thing oh what's the next thing next thing is replacing all the light switches and the outlets yeah so I that's something I did that too i got to be involved in the lights like anything electrical like i mm-hmm. get to do that and i don't mind doing that because it's relatively short yeah and i know how to do it so that's the thing is light switches and outlets mm-hmm. are two of the easiest things to do that a lot of people don't do. But a lot of people don't realize after 20 years, let's say like this house that we bought is a 1960, these light switches have been in there for at least 20 years. They start to get worn out and they start to burn up a little bit, not to a point where they're going to cause a fire, but they get like heated through you pulling electricity and potentially pulling too much electricity through them. Mm-hmm. So if you pull them out, you'll see a lot of like black charring and stuff like that. And a lot of people freak out that their whole electrical is just fucked, but it's not. It's just like light switches usually don't have that. But electrical outlets aren't meant to be good forever. What would you say the lifespan is? I would say somewhere in like the 15 to 20 is like probably safe. But, I mean, I would also, at that point, like, they get 
worn out. You can start to see like things don't stay in as hard as they used to. Sure. I would say like when it starts to become like you can just kind of tug, not even tug, but you can just like hold the cord and just kind of like pull ever so slightly and they fall out. Like those are supposed to be held in there. Like they're supposed to be tight. You probably should replace it at that point. What was funny for me is when like, for example, when I replaced the um, old fluorescent lighting in our Mm -hmm. kitchen, when I took off the old fixture, it was just all black. No, there wasn't even a conduit box in the ceiling. Oh yeah, it was just straight cable from the. From well, the, that's like the other house that you showed me the photo of too. It's the same builder. Oh okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you start doing little projects like that, you'll see sometimes just the weird how little care the builders yeah. would actually put in there, and it makes you feel better about something that you've put in there and you know it's right. Yeah. So there's that peace of mind too. Correct. Um. So I think that those are the two easiest things. I would say the light switches. And so I have to. I, I kind of misspoke. We actually didn't redo the switches. We just did the plates. Oh, you just did the plates. Yeah, yeah. Just to spruce up visually. The yeah. Underlying hardware is the same. So, and I'm sure they're fine. I mean, we're right at that border that you just mentioned as far as timeline. Well, and like the ones that are in the house that I've replaced, like they were fine. The wiring is not the best that I would like to see, but that house has been added on to three times. So it's had three different electricians just splicing this wire off of that wire to get this thing to We have a weird issue with the lights in the kitchen and the garage. Like I actually had to hire an electrician because I was doing some dimmer switches. For yeah, the, you were t- I remember that. There's a weird circuit going on. He was able to figure out a way to do it, but without changing the underlying wiring. Mm-hmm. But there is some... Messed, messed up wire if you looked if you could somehow have x-ray vision and see what's in the walls they did some hinky stuff yeah that's kind of like our current house right now too and i mean some of the electrical outlets out in the barn are they need to be replaced and for some reason on this property all the outlets are upside down that's fun every single one of them at least they're consistent yeah it's weird so i've been fixing that as i replace them um Another thing also to do if you're looking to sell your house, because that's a huge thing right now. Um, Especially in our area, houses have jumped in value. Yeah. Another easy thing to do is curb appeal. So filling in the dirt patches in the grass, overseeding, bark chips, rocks. Um, I've become particularly like favorited to rocks now because I am sick and tired of the wife, after two years of bark chips, saying that they don't look good anymore because they're dried out and they're dull colored now. Mm-hmm. So I've been switching over to River Rock, mm-hmm. which gives you some color, but also... Especially if you just spray them lightly. Yeah. You, I mean, you just give it a little bit of color and you're never going to have to replace them. The downside to that, though, is you can never replace them because they're there. They're not rocks. Don't dissolve over time like bark dust does. You can't just bury it somewhere and have it mulchify down. They're there. Um, so those are a couple of the things that I think for home improvements are some of the easiest to get to that can transform the living space that you're in. Carpeting. You guys did carpeting upstairs. It's not hard. It's not expensive either, though, to have somebody come in and put carpet upstairs. Yep. We. So, uh, I guess this is as good a place of any to mention it, but we did a, we transformed our bonus room into a home theater. Yeah. And that involved painting the 
ceiling black, <laughs> which sounds weird. Yeah. But it looks amazing when the, when the room is turned, uh, when the lights are turned off and the TV's yeah. going. And we had curtains put up. We Like you said, we put um, carpet down. And it's a very unique room, and it makes we spend a lot of time in it, and it's yeah. definitely a place we go to recharge and relax. Yeah. So I and I mean I don't want to overspeak, but I don't think your project for that room, including TV, including chairs, sub ten thousand dollars probably. And a lot of that was the chairs and the TV. Yeah, and that's the reason why I'm including them. Yeah, the actual the carpet and the paint um, weren't that expensive. We also got like black, like light fixtures, black. We actually yeah. tried to do everything in there black. Um, we couldn't find a black um, fire detector. Hmm. But you did make one. We, yes, with clever use of vinyl tape. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive to renovate a room into something that's going to be relaxing. Right. Some elbow grease, some time. We we did zones in our house, and this is all my. I'm going to give credit to my wife for the grand vision for everything. We have a little nook that's kind of like a bar. Mm-hmm. We have a library, we have a living room. We have all these separate functional rooms for different purposes um, because we're staying home more mm-hmm. because of all sorts of reasons. Like it costs more to drive anywhere now because no joke inflation's kind of crazy, and you know the big thing that's been affecting all of us the last two years. So we wanted to create a place in our home. That we could relax in. Yeah. And so looking at the space in your house, you can actually reclaim space that you don't use. Yeah. And it could be as simple as putting a chair and a light in a corner where you could sit and read. Yeah. Like it could be that simple. And chair, that's, that's nice be, little cozy blanket. If you go to a, a consignment shop or a thrift shop, yeah. that could cost you literally under $50 and yeah. you've got a whole new space in your house. Yep. So I think that's kind of where I, I don't really have... Like, I have an idea in my head where I want things to go. But, like, my wife's really, the, like, the really good one of, like, oh, hey, this is what I want. And then, like, it's on me to figure out. And I enjoy that, like, challenge of, like, all right, what tools better. do I need? It works better if one person has the plan and the other one implements it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that there can be a fine balance between completely burning yourself out. But if the longer you do it and the more that you learn how to do things, the more comfortable you're going to feel, the more pleasure I I personally feel in getting things accomplished. I think that home improvements overall can be a rewarding situation, especially it depends on what your end game is. Mm-hmm. Are you going, are you doing home improvements to sell? Okay. Do you have money for your dream home or a dream home or a home that's going to be better than what you're in right now? Then your satisfaction should be getting the current house up to able to sell. Yeah, but I think but if the, you're in your home, the purpose for our show is more about creating the space that you want to spend right. time in. So that's where we're at now is creating the space. And I feel like the process has been very rewarding in a lot of ways. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and it's kind of something that I'm like, I'm excited to get out and do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's work. So you got to remember, you can only do it so much. You can only put other things off to the side for so long. Yeah, if you said, like you said a couple seconds ago, like if you're doing it so much, you're burning out. Yeah. You're definitely, I don't know. I mean, I, the end goal is still there to create the space that you want to be in, but yeah, you shouldn't, kill you shouldn't kill yourself and burn no. out over trying to get there because it will get there eventually. Yep. So that's kind of what I want to talk about on home improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've done this barn. I did the crown molding in the new house. Um, 
I'm going to be taking on the wood floors in our bedroom and trying to do that. We'll see how that turns out. Mm. So I need a new sander. Oh, you just an excuse to get another tool. I got you now. Exactly. Um, so, and then eventually we're going to be renovating our bathroom because right now it's all it's got is a clawfoot tub. And my wife wants a shower as well in there mm-hmm. for when we get the master ba- or bedroom closet built with the garage add-on. So knocking out where our current closet is and turning that into a shower. Probably our next project that we want to tackle is the back porch was probably, the cement was probably poured by the last homeowner because it's very, very uneven. Mm -hmm. Um, Rain puddles in very interesting ways on it. Hmm. And it's just the texture is, it's kind of a disaster. Um, So refinishing that and probably putting like a simple... Like a canopy over it, like a yeah, like a corrugated um, roof, just to keep the rain off. Mm-hmm. Um, just so it's usable year round. Yes, and then she doesn't like the current patio furniture we have. Um, you know, it look real nice. What's that? Is we could build with big ass po- like pillars mm-hmm. out on each side of your patio, mm-hmm. build a roof line up, and attach it to your house. Yeah. So that way it is attached to your house and you can get some siding going out to the side so that gives you a little bit more rain blockage so you have more usable space. I kind of like it open, but I like the idea of... Well, not like to the ground, but I'm talking like a roof Mm -hmm. coming down that would extend down a little bit past the actual structural of holding it Okay. so that you get some rain blockage. Just past the patio, you mean? Just a little bit past the patio. Sure, I'm down for that. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that'll happen this year, but that's probably our next big project. Yeah. That'd be a fun little project. We have all the tools to do it. Yeah. That's something I'd feel relatively comfortable doing. Yeah. I like big things. I don't like little tight spaces like... Yeah. I don't know. Like crawl spaces. I hate crawl spaces. No, not at all. No. I refuse to go in mine. So... Taunted. Can't go in there. Yep. Can't go in there. It's way too low. So we were talking about some projects we're looking forward to. Um, What would you say has been your favorite recent project that like if you had to narrow it down to like one specific area like for me it's pretty simple it's the home theater i would say it's probably gonna be the barn for me okay yeah because you definitely created a space that was not here before yeah so from the ground up this was a i mean basically building a house that's the uh, question i'd actually like to pose to our listeners too is um what home improvement project was your favorite Mm -hmm. and how did it go yeah like was That's it easy? Or was it frustrating? Um, were you more like me and just wanted to get to the end of it, or were you like Zach and you were excited throughout the whole thing and motivated to do it, and it was relaxing to you? Sounds good. I think that's a good question for this uh, topic. And uh, Tim, you usually leave us with a positive affirmation. I do. Okay, a positive affirmation is kind of just setting your intention. It's something you say to yourself usually at the beginning of the day and sometimes throughout the day, um, just to set your focus for the day. It helps some people. It doesn't help others, so take it or leave it. Um, My positive affirmation for the day is kind of along with our topic. So you can say it along with me silently or out loud, wherever you are. If you're in a crowd of people, probably not then. Do it out loud, really loud, yell it. All right, here we go. Our home is a happy and healthy place for loved ones to gather. Our home is a happy and healthy place for loved ones to gather. Our home is a happy and healthy place for loved ones to gather. 
Awesome. Well, I like that positive affirmation, and I look forward to hopefully hearing some listener feedback on this week's question yeah. about home improvements they've done and how to go. And It'd be awesome if we motivated any of you to spruce up your space and make yourselves a fun living space yeah. to, to hang out in. That would be awesome. So until next month, you guys can check us out at, at Mental Break Cast on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you're looking to call and leave a voicemail, you guys can call us at 213-375-4795. Leave a voicemail there. You guys can also text us over there. Give us an answer there. You guys can give us an answer on social media. And until next month, I hope you guys are all staying well, taking care of your guys' mental health, and finding ways to get a break from what life is throwing at you. So until next time, thanks, guys. Bye. Take care.